we've gone into what cyclical living looks like and that is a fair chunk of our lives as a menstruator. So that is, you know, getting getting on to four decades of cyclical living. Now the body is shifting into another phase. So let's talk about that. Mm, so we shift into what many people might call perimenopause mm. and weaving we've we've reframed that to be the menstrual menopause transition right. because menopause I'm sure was designed as a celebration by a man but menopause scientific definition of menopause is 12 months after we've had our last period yeah. so we haven't bled for 12 months it's a it's a gateway moment of acknowledgement of the end of our menstrual cyclical living unfortunately because it's not well understood that menopause is just this moment we've got a lot of terminology coming out around dysfunction or, or being a menopausal woman mm. and some of the dysfunction being really normalized around our menopause transition and you know that could be from experiencing hot flushes to brain fog and fatigue to exhaustion and overwhelm to dysfunction within our menstruality system of having different types of bleeds so heavier or lighter bleeds or missing cycles altogether and then suddenly bleeding again. And so we have this dysfunction being normalised as that's menopause, that's what mm. you should expect, where we know that if we're living a life that's aligned with our menstrual cyclical living and we're embedding self-care within our menstrual cycle and we're really listening into our body's needs and listening to that language that's being spoken, menopause transition can be a really beautiful time and it can be a time of awakening the next stage of our life that we don't need an internal rhythm to keep us within that flow we now rhythm with the moon and we have our own menstrual our, our own rhythm that we hold love that i absolutely mm -hmm. love that so when the body transitions i mean we we as you say uh menopausal uh we have mood swings uh you know and that is what we would call perimenopause i suppose and that can go for sometimes up to 10 years can't it those those like where the body's sort of trying to sort itself out a little bit yeah so it can be like a 10 15 year process like puberty and menarche is a gateway into cyclical living and establishing cyclical living. The menstrual menopause transition is a gateway out where this rhythm is dissolving. Mm. Um, and so by 38, 40, you're actually in the beginning of the menstrual menopause transition, which most people are not aware of at all. And if they're having symptomology or language of the body, they may be going to a health practitioner and going, you know, I have headaches or there's a change in my menstrual cycle, it's getting heavier. Um, and it's not actually related to menstrual menopause um, symptoms. And to actually have this awareness that once we're in our 40s, there is change going on within our system. And like we prepare the girls for menarche because this is an unknowing, menopause, the moment of menopause is an unknown as well. We can't tell anyone when that's going to happen. You can look at your genetics and go, when did my mum experience menopause? What was her journey like before menopause and postmenopause, which can give you some idea of what you may experience, but the way that we live highly affects that experience as well. So we need to look at our stress levels and we need to support rejuvenation within the body. 
So the function of the ovaries goes across to the adrenal glands and the Mm. adrenal glands are what support us when we're in stress. So when we're transitioning through the menstrual menopause transition, it's really, really important that we nourish our system to be able to deal with stress because if our adrenal glands are just dealing with daily life stress, they can't take on the new role of actually supporting the diminishing role of the ovaries. So something Amanda and I are as passionate about as preparing the girls for menarche and menstrual cyclical living, supporting women and menstruators to understand cyclical self-care so that they can work with their cycle, is supporting women and menstruators out by actually creating nourishment and self-care so that they can transition within how their body works as the menstrual cycle is ebbing and coming to a stop. Mm. And I think a lot of people, uh, because we do have an obsession with youth, and I think that a lot of people would be actually quite taken aback to know that uh, I want to say perimenopause, correct me, (laughs) menstrual menopause transition thank you menstrual menopause transition can start to happen around 38 40 i think Mm. that we we kind of push that uh to the back of our heads and we think that that's something that our mums worry about and then all of a sudden here we are and we're you know in our in our 40s and Mm. sort of maybe as a bit of a defense mechanism not really tacking tapping into the changes that are starting to happen. Uh, and I guess because of the way that we're setting up our careers now and, uh, and you know, the life choices that we make is that, you know, it may be that in a lot of cases, uh, you know, 38 is when you're, you've got your home, you're married and you go, okay, I want to start having children and then it becomes a challenge because mm-hmm. we don't actually understand that those those changes actually start happening, um, you know, probably earlier than we would like to admit. <laughs> yeah, and look, I work in clinical practice with a lot of women between the ages of 38 and 42 to support fertility. And when we're looking at age and, and choice of conception, it's not actually our age that's the most impactful factor on our fertility levels. I would say it's our holistic and hormonal health. So I've worked with women at 25 who struggle with fertility for many reasons, but mainly because their diet, lifestyle and and cyclical self-care are out of balance with what their body is really needing to be nourished and vital and well. So when we do come and, you know, we do come to times in our life that we are still fertile and still until we go into that menopause transition and we have the cessation of our last period, we we still have the capacity to create fertility and pregnancies. And often it's one of the disclaimers when we're working with women around menstrual cyclical health and the menopause transition is be aware you are still fertile right until the moment that you stop menstruating. So it's it's a depth of understanding that, you know, in our life phases, like I'm I'm fabulous 40 this year, and I'm using it as an awareness tool around the fact that I'm I'm in the transition moment. I'm not in menstrual, I'm not in menopause. I'm preparing my health, my well-being, and looking after my body as I step into the autumn of my life, which our society, you're right, doesn't 
value in terms of fertility and shininess and the maidenhood energy, but is such a value because when we start to look at the wisdom that we hold throughout our menstrual years and we start to step into our power, we start to bring our energy of everything we've learnt into this next transformational journey or this gateway moment that we step through as we come into menopause and and we see a lot of women starting to take charge of their health and starting to really align and recognise the importance of self-care as they step out of the intensity of their mothering time and into their menopausal gateway as well. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. So we're going through this transition and things that we can expect we've talked about. So your periods may be lighter or heavier. They may be spaced Mm -hmm. out. They may be closer together. Uh, You start to notice these changes. Now, what can women do to sort of support themselves during that time um, when they start to notice it? Is it something that they should reach out for help with um, to get them to understand more? Because that that murky period um, before um, menopause, and I put that in inverted commas because it is like, you know, a, a one-day event that is a year since your last period. So, you know, the, the leading up to that – uh, there isn't a lot of education or understanding around it. No, there's not. And it's really interesting when we work with the mothers with the mother-daughter workshops and the mums are like, I want the girls to understand what's happening and can you help me understand what's happening for me? Because like the girls don't have the stories of menarche and menstrual cyclical living because we've lived in this culture of don't talk about it. It's the same on the other end. So we haven't heard the stories from our grandmothers and our mums about how they've actually transitioned through the menstrual menopause transition and into menopause and into their mature years. So something Amanda and I have got a project for later this year is to start to talk to the women and start to collect their stories because in their stories we start to hear the medicine of how you can support yourself. So I'll let Amanda talk about herbal self-care that is definitely really huge this Um, for this particular period of life and all stages of life. But before I hand over, I just want to mention the biggest thing that I'm hearing from talking to women who are further along the journey than me. I'm 46. I'm definitely in the transition. I have a regular cycle and I'm super curious as where I'm going. So I'm talking to women to hear their stories. And the biggest medicine that everyone talks about is about creating spaciousness spaciousness in your life so you know when you're in your inner autumn and you're moving towards your inner winter in the menstrual cycle and your ability to handle the things in your life that aren't working for you decreases Um, this particular period of your life is a period where all the stuff comes up that needs to be reconciled with it needs to be Um, cleansed, it needs to be finished. We need to actually reconcile our life to this point and make peace with it, with all the things that life has given us and hasn't given us and how our choices have created a life that we've enjoyed or we haven't enjoyed or, you know, hopefully in between where there's moments of both so that we can move through this gateway into our mature years, claiming and living our power in a place of freedom 
So mm. when people talk about all these symptoms of the menstrual menopause transition, some of them are about how do I clean out my system? Because my whole system is reframing itself physically, mentally, emotionally, sexually, um, mentally, I think I said that, to a whole new way of being like you do at Menarche. So this huge transition is recalibrating. Even our brain recalibrates like the puberty brain recalibrates. We're recalibrating to become the next version of ourselves. And the wisdom from the women who have gone through this is create spaciousness in your life so that you can be with yourself and you can self-care. And a lot of that self-care is doing nothing. It is resting. And in talking to friends who are in their early 40s and hearing their stresses, it's almost like the body is asking us or life is asking us to slowly start to create stronger self-care boundaries. So as we're transitioning through our 40s, this buffer zone of spaciousness gets bigger and bigger and bigger that we can sit within and actually process. You're exactly right. And I, I even noticed that as you're talking within within myself that I no longer want to create a schedule that is chaotic. Mm. I've worked out that no one gives you a medal for it to start with. <laughs> um, but <laughs> no, but society would believe you, like, wants you to believe that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I'm just like, no, I, I don't want to be chaotic with my schedule, my weekly schedule, and I, and I do want to have the space to, um, you know, to rest or to nourish myself or um, to be introverted if I want to. I don't have to be on all the time. And I'm, I'm, my boundaries, I can feel them getting stronger and stronger around that and, um, and I'm less willing to accept that. And you're exactly right. It is, you know, my body going, okay, look, you need to calm down. And, you know, you need to, you need to create that space for this change to happen within your body. And I think that we are, um, as, as mums, like I remember when, when my girls started with their menarche, um, you know, we, we do give them a lot of love and care and a lot of support. Uh, but at the other end of that, it can be a little bit of a lonely journey because we don't talk about it. Um, I can't think of one menopause story that I know I can't mm, yeah. and uh, out of all the women in my life it's just something that's not talked about and so you can be left feeling a little bit like what the hell is going on and I feel really unsupported and I uh I don't really understand why this is happening but you know that just gives so much clarity as to what is actually you know the body is an amazing thing, isn't it? It tells you. And if you stop and listen and you create that space to li- to listen to it, it will tell you what it needs. Mm. And, you know, I think it's really important to recognise as well, menopause symptoms are not something that are experienced by every culture. So when we have cultures that are aligned with living in a cyclical way with eating nutritious food in reducing stress as the biggest impact on the busyness of our life. When we have a life that is aligned with our health and well-being, menopause is, as Sahara was talking about, this um, this time of journey of through the biological timeline of a framework of opportunity to release and, and renew and, and harvest and reflect and move into those mature years with empowerment. But the actual symptomology of menopause is language of dysfunction. 
Yes. So when we when we start to really acknowledge that when we're looking at stepping in with either herbal medicine or listening deeply listening to our self-care boundaries and starting to do what you have been doing, Louise, of I'm aware, I'm conscious, I'm I'm ready, I'm listening to my body and recognizing where do you need help and support. But how we begin our journey what endocrine disruptors we've used throughout our menstrual cyclical life, what hormonal interrupters have come in, like the pill, like the marina, like the implanon, um, you know, all of the other injections and hormonal changes that control and manage the menstrual cycle, they have a flow-on impact into how we experience and and how we work through our menopause transition as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So we go into our menopause transition and what can we expect once we have had our last period? I'm not sure because I haven't had it. (laughs) And wouldn't we love those stories? I want to know the stories exactly. Um, Yeah, I mean, we can talk from theory which Amanda and I are really aware that, you know, there's a certain area in the menstruality journey that's ahead of us, which is why it's so important to talk to the women who are ahead of us. There's the principles of naturopathic medicine that support um, Mm. that we can utilise, but as to what the actual experience is. um, Great question. No, I haven't experienced it, so I I don't have an experiential answer to give. um, From talking to women who have gone through with, Conscious awareness, conscious mm. self-care, they say that it is amazing on the other side. Mm, so that right. is really interesting to hear those stories versus a lot of the negative press yeah. that we have out there and the disregard that we have for women who are post-menopause and who are in their mature years. Mm-hmm. These are some of the most powerful women that you could come across. These women have insights from living that actually can shape and influence culture moving forward. Experience tells us stuff. So whenever we practice something, whether that's menstrual cyclical living, we practice yoga, we practice nutritional eating, it is a practice, it's a doing, it takes us from one place to another place and we're cultivating an outcome usually of vitality and well-being through our practice or relaxation and nourishment. So on the other side, we have these women who have lived lives, especially the ones who are conscious and who are empowered, and they now are actually in a very empowered place from a lived experience where they now hold the movement of the creative rhythm within their being without having a biological framework to hold it. So mm-hmm. it sounds like an incredibly powerful place, not only for the for the woman herself, but for the people that she influences and holds because she has this incredible capacity through lived wisdom to actually offer wisdom. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Ladies, I really thank you for walking us through this journey today. Uh, it has been beautiful to hear the different, uh, you know, phases that we go through as women and that if we really tap in and listen to ourselves that it's just the journey. It's nothing mm-hmm. to be scared of, to not talk about, to have shame around. You know, these are all beautiful parts of our story and, mm-hmm. um, and part of the tapestry as to, you know, who we become as women. 